Welcome back to A Daughter's Dilemma podcast where we talk about mothers and daughters and their interactions with one another. I'm Rodnik, the daughter. And I am Nefra, the mother. And today we're going to be um, talking about various social issues that is happening in the media. Mm-hmm. Particularly when it comes to how do you address what's happening in the media with your children? Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So I really had a long, hard thought about this because I was trying to think about what was happening when you guys were growing up. I remember, okay, really quick, can I throw sure, something Sure, go ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one of the like first like big like world events that like really made me realize like wait there's like a whole world out there <laughs> was 9-11 I knew you was gonna say that <laughs> yeah. I knew you was gonna say 9-11 because Michael was a baby mm-hmm. and I believe you were with no Mikey grand- wasn't born Mikey that was, was 2001 born. Mikey wasn't born yet oh he was one yes no. he was in 2001 he was born in 2001. No, he was born in 2002. Oh, my God. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, the embarrassment. So, yeah, he wasn't even born. He wasn't even uh, born. He wasn't even around. Who is Michael? Oh, wow. Okay. So. That was so long ago, huh? That was, yes, yeah, a very long time ago. It's crazy. It's just charging to my You've lived so many lives. Not my heart. So, I was thinking about, did I have to explain social events to you and Michael. So that was kind of thing mm-hmm. that I was thinking about and which is so much going on. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about climate change. Yep. I'm talking about police brutality. Yep. Black Lives Matter. Thin blue line. Mm-hmm. Blue Lives Matter, which is not a thing by the way. Um, all of these things that are happening in the media. What's happening in these third world countries where children are getting kidnapped. Mm-hmm. You know, these little girls are getting kidnapped. Sex from, trafficking, yeah, sex human trafficking. trafficking. Even I the mean, pandemic. Even the pan- Exactly. Like, what are parents saying to their children? Right. Because when you guys were coming up, we really didn't have a lot of major, major events mm-hmm. that were happening globally like we are now. Yeah. And so I can imagine right now, if I was a parent of a young child... And we're going to say around the age of 12 and on up. Because I believe 12 and on up, you're grasping your world. Like, yeah. you know right from wrong. You know your mama lied. You know your daddy <laughs> right. is a dog. Like, you, you're beginning to You're beginning formulate. to make observations and learn the social structure of things. Or construct, right? Yeah. Really. So, I really did some research to find out what could parents tell their children. Okay. Now, for you guys, guys, listen, I have adult children now. Yay! <laughs> I have a 25-year-old, and I have an 18-year-old. And I think it's still important, though, for mm-hmm. us to do this podcast to get your views. Mm-hmm. Because we really never talked about this. No. We know what's happening, right? right. But... But we've never sat down and had, like, an in-depth conversation conversation. So, I have a question. So, back when, back in September 11th, 2001, did I ask you what was happening? I just remember Mm -hmm. that everybody was freaking out. And I couldn't understand why everybody was freaking out. And then my grandpa, he turned it on the news because I was with my grandparents at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I remember my dad called and he was like, where is, like, it was really, everybody was panicking and I wasn't sure what was happening. Okay. And then I just kind of saw the footage on the news and I'm still like, what does this mean? Right. Why is this happening? What's going on? But I don't know if I ever verbalized that. You never did. Okay. I don't recall. That's why I said I really had to really think about this. Mm-hmm. I do not recall you ever verbalizing what is going on. Gotcha. I think as time went on mm-hmm. and you gained information, you was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Right. <laughs> right? But it was never, uh, what's happening? What's going on? Because you were small. Mm-hmm. So. Six. Yeah. I don't think you seven. were really. It was the day after my seventh birthday. Yeah. I don't think you were really grasping what was happening. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that on a adult, of course, parent-child scale. Mm-hmm. And again, guys, I'm talking about kids that are 
formulating their world. Right. 12, 13, 14, 15. They're coming into themselves. Right. And now they're able to identify what's happening. Kids that are coming of age, young adults. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to talk about some issues that has happened recently mm-hmm. that I think I want to know your take on. Okay. Um, and hopefully... I can put my little two cents in, right? Of course, always. And we can get some things started along with helping you as parents try to have that conversation with your children. So first off, let's talk about Derek Chauvin. Everybody know this is this is worldwide news. Yep. Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all counts. And absolutely, as he should, I feel like some of black America was celebrating. Mm -hmm. I feel like others were not so happy. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was not a time to celebrate. Agreed. I'm sorry. Agreed. We have so many black deaths at the hands of police officers. Mm -hmm. Again, where's Tamir Rice's justice? Right. Where is Breonna Taylor's justice? Exactly. Like, I get it. I yeah. felt like they threw us a bone. Right. That That is kind like, of what it I felt like. Because everybody's like, oh my God, he was found. Like, it was really such like a, yeah. a, a breath-holding moment for yeah. a lot of people. But like, if a serial killer, if Ted, Ted Bundy came out and told everybody what he did, they knew that they was going to put him in the chair. For a fact, right? It wasn't no if, ands, or buts about it. You go. He escaped twice because he knew he was going to jail. Right. This is what's supposed to happen when you murder somebody. Right. So what are we celebrating? Yay! The the justice system works the way it's supposed to. It doesn't. It doesn't. Absolutely, it does not. And the mere fact for me watching the trial i didn't get a chance to like stay glued to the television yeah but i was able to watch the trial go down and first of all he looked confused the entire time Mm -hmm. like he was in a dream or something yeah or like he was like like this this wasn't really happening i don't know what was going through his head like them brows stayed furrowed you know what i'm saying it's furrowed brow is just it's perplexing me right first and foremost but I, I would have loved to know what he was thinking. Yeah. Like, I would have been like, what are you thinking? But um, one of the things I really want to convey about it is I, it means it meant nothing. Yeah. First of all, lives are lost, mm-hmm. right? George Floyd is gone. He's never coming back. He has a daughter who needs him, mm-hmm. you know. And then even Derek show you're going to be gone. Yeah. You know, there's no win-win here. Yeah. Then you have America, black America especially, traumatized from watching a nine-minute video Mm -hmm. of his murder, Mm -hmm. okay? Not to mention the underage young lady who recorded it. Yeah. So she has trauma. I think everybody out there, you know what I'm saying, that was a witness to it have some type of trauma Mm -hmm. behind this. And I just don't feel a win, a celebrating. I think I was more emotional because, to be honest, and I know I may speak for a lot of people, I may not speak for some, but for me, I didn't even think he was going to be found guilty. Yeah. Even though there are black people on the jury, I did not even think. Yeah, he would be because because that's how that's, much we don't trust. Exactly, that's yeah. how that's what we've been conditioned to know is going to happen. That it's if black people happen. call the police, you be lucky if you make it out with your life, even if Absolutely. you're the one who needs help. Absolutely. So when we talk about justice, I'm looking for legislation. Right. I'm looking for laws to be passed. Right. Recently, Doctor Umar reform. Johnson. Everybody know Doctor Umar, right? No. <laughs> You don't know the Pan-African Prince? I don't know the Pan-African Prince. Oh, my God. They don't know about the Pan-African. Dr. Umar, let me tell you something. He was a former school psychologist gone advocate. Okay. Right? Or, active, or you know, an activist. activist. Right. So he was recently on The Breakfast Club, and he was talking about 
his thoughts mm-hmm. on why Derek Chauvin was found guilty. Mm-hmm. And he said that he was found guilty for the same reason that OJ was found innocent. Mm. They were still repairing Los Angeles from the Rodney King riots when those officers were acquitted. Mm-hmm. So by the time OJ. OJ comes along, right? Right. They're like, we still repairing the city. Right. Y'all not going to shut this down. We're going to let this man off because if we find this man guilty, they are going to turn the city up. Got it. So it was a, it was capitalism or it was an economic choice. Right. So he says, Derek Chauvin, you know, again, they, they, the world was burning. And the world was preparing. If he was found the not world, guilty, the world was preparing. They were outside them. And then the world was repairing, uh, yeah. preparing. You're absolutely correct. And he stated that was the same reason he was really found guilty simply because we can't afford to let it burn. Mm. I don't know if I, I agree with him, mm-hmm. but it is definitely something to think about. And yeah. that's why I it's, like Dr. Umar, yeah. because I don't agree with a lot of what he says, mm-hmm. but I do, he does make me think and dig deeper, Yeah, you know? And you always want them type of people, yeah. right? That can possibly that, change your mind about something. Right, that can make, make you see you it differently. Look deeper into what you believe and why you believe it. Absolutely. Make yeah. you look deeper into that and who's behind it, what would be the gain of it and things mm-hmm. of that nature. To be honest, I just feel like they threw black America a bone. You know, again, Joe Biden got on the Breakfast Club and said, "If you don't vote for me, you ain't black." What? But right. yet you've pl- you've passed no black legislation at all to help anybody to help stop police brutality. You've not done anything. Right. The Asians got their executive order. Where's ours? No, nah, you uh, don't get that. Where's? Sorry, you wanted rights. All right, so I'm getting a little emotional, so I'm going to stop talking about this because I'm just I'm just saying, guys, I really need you guys to really think about and what's happening in the world mm-hmm. and taking a look at it. Um, Dr. Umar made those same points, and I totally, totally agree with him on that. Yeah. I totally agree. And I am so tired of picking presidents who are the lesser of the two evils. Mm-hmm. Why we got to pick evil at all? Exactly. You know, and even when it comes to representatives, when it comes to state senators, when it comes to council people and the mayor, like at this point, government is like government the antichrist. They don't care about you at all. You're the antichrist to me. Because if you have dark skin, they do not care. There's you can literally go lay down in the street and let a car run you over and they w- they probably won't scoop, scoop you up off the road. And that's hard. It's hard to live in that type. It's hard to live in that type of world. And then I saw a TikTok the other day. I'm going to go on a little rant for a second. But I saw a TikTok the other day. And it was this um, woman. And she was, it was, I guess it was this Karen lady. It was a stitch TikTok. She was telling this girl to go back to Jamaica, go back to Africa, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw the girl who stitched the video. And she was like, well, one thing about me is I don't like being called African-American. I like being called black because a lot of people will say, go back to your country. But if you think about it, if you were born in this country and you, if you're a black person in this country, you probably don't have roots to where you originally came from. Absolutely. So it kind of feels like, you have nowhere to go. The country you were born in don't want you. You don't have an origin country. It's like, where, what, what are we supposed to do? Absolutely. And so we just have to suffer through with this system that's been given to us, even though it fails us time and time and time again. And it's frustrating. But to be fair, no one belongs here. Exactly. Not even the white Karen. Exactly. Says, go back. If you go back, I'll go back. How exactly. About that? Right? So I, let me tell you something. I definitely understand. Uh, I am glad that he was found guilty. I mean, that's pretty much how the justice system should work. Right. But again, it wasn't built for black bodies. So I get it. We still have the other officers who are going on trial as well. And my prayer is that they get the justice they deserve as well. Exactly. That Derek uh, Chauvin isn't just a scapegoat. Absolutely. Yeah. And because they stood by and watched. So your accessory, your complicit, your all of those things. So you must pay. Yeah, you absolutely must pay. Because if they were not officers and just men on the street, all of them would pay. Absolutely. 
just for being don't hide behind around. the badge. Don't hide behind the badge. But that's what they love to do. And they absolutely love to do. And we really do need police reform. And we really need to do away with the police union. Mm-hmm. They need to go somewhere. But again, if you think about the origin of policing, you already know it originated from slave catching. Yep. And some of those policies, procedures, rules, and regulations are still in place today. Are still in place today. So, you know, those are my thoughts. So I'm just, ugh. It's all gross. It, it really is. I told a friend the other day, I'm like, America is just ghetto. We're ghetto. It is. It's literally the ghetto. <laughs> we are living in the ghetto. In and the ghetto. what's so amazing is other countries are looking at us like, OMG. Yeah. And then, and, and there's so many people that are here that are walking around like, we're the best country in the world. And we're we're the, not. Where? Show me proof. I need evidence. I need receipts. Oh my God. We're not. All of it. We're not even, the. We're, I don't even think we're in the top 10 of countries to live in. Probably not. We're not. I do not believe that we're not. So our next topic, because this is just going, we can go on and on about this. Okay, we can't. First so off, let's we're not going to do going. that because you know what? You guys know about the plight in America at this point. When it comes to talking to your children, though, one thing is you want to encourage an open dialogue. And you definitely want to ask open-ended questions mm-hmm. to get them talking. And to get them thinking. And to get them thinking. And I can't help but as a black mother think that somewhere a white mother may be having this conversation with her white child. Mm -hmm. And miseducating. Yeah. Right? Because the reason why racism is still alive and well today is because white people are still teaching their children. Yeah. It's learned. It's learned. Period. Mm -hmm. So, when we talk about how to educate your kids, we definitely want to encourage an open dialogue with them, but we also want to not try to persuade. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of parents go wrong. Yeah. You know, even with things that you may say or things that Mike may say, let me tell you something, I don't agree with it, but what I'm not going to do is browbeat you about it. Right. And try to make you think my way because you my child. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That does make sense. You know, I saw, I'm going to go back to TikTok for just a moment. I'm going to need to stay off TikTok, but okay. (laughs) I don't know how this woman got on my page, but Uh I've been getting a lot of parenting videos. I don't know why because I don't have kids. But she was talking about how when her daughter is telling her a story, I think her daughter is like four or five. But when her daughter is telling her a story and she wants to turn it into a teaching moment or she wants to put her opinion in, she'll ask her daughter, are you open? Are you open for feedback? Are you open to hear what I want to say? Or are you just trying to vent out your emotions? Or do you want some constructive criticism to move you through this? And she said that that works really well. I think that that would be a good thing for people to, it don't matter how old your kids are. I think having that approach of are you Right. Are you open and willing to take my feedback Mm -hmm. in the middle of what you're going through? And you're absolutely right. A lot of times with you guys, I've tried to let me understand. Mm -hmm. Right. Because let me tell you something. Y'all had some weird (laughs) ideology. Y'all had some weird. I'm like, what? And where did you get this from? And you will ask a million and ten questions I will, to try y'all, to understand. You know, I will ask y'all a million and ten questions. Questions to Because death. I really do want to understand that thinking. And not to say that you're wrong, but let me understand it. Let me see it from a different perspective. Right. Because there's always a different way to view things. Mm-hmm. And I think no other be- there's really no better way to view something through the eyes of a child. Yeah. Because the experiences are not as present Mm -hmm. uh limited yeah but yet there's so much wisdom in children yeah and people don't see that a lot of times you know but yeah i definitely believe are you open to feedback is a good good response yeah however however don't be trying to change their ideology because you think a certain way Right, exactly. Don't do that. If that's how they feel, that's how they feel. And that's how kids grow up not having a voice. Right. Because we're not able to 
let them have a voice. Absolutely. If you don't agree with me, then you need to, we need to talk about it until you agree with me. That goes back to the girl that went viral when she was arguing with her white parents about blacks in the neighborhood. He said, he, I work in there and they're ghetto and they don't (laughs) want nothing. And they, and she's trying to give him statistics. Right. And they refuse to listen. He's not listening. Like what? don't care. Gain not, you know, in in order to, you got to get wisdom. In order to get wisdom, you got to gain an understanding. Yeah. So, yes, make sure that you're encouraging open dialogue. um, And again, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Yeah. Right? So, the next thing we're going to talk about is the COVID vaccinations. Ronnie, you get your shot? Not yet. You getting your shot? You know, I really okay. So I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. My initial stance was my initial stance was how how do you how do you have a vaccine for this? This just happened. This is a new thing. It's the newest thing that we have to obsess over, right? So how do we have a vaccine for this, but we don't have a vaccine for the cold or bronchitis or, you know, they go, right? We have (laughs) so many other things that y'all been working on for decades and decades and decades and decades and decades and decades and decades. But all of a sudden, um, a year and a half later, we got a whole vaccine, right? So I was a little skeptical. Um, I did not initially do my research. I was just skeptical on that fact alone. And I'm like, oh, we're going to see what happens to other people first. Um, But I have recently done some research specifically for this podcast episode. But I have recently done some research that that has brought to light some of the reasons why this vaccine is possible, how the vaccines work, what they're actually doing in your body. And... Because of some other decisions in my life, I think that a vaccine is going to be a requirement for some of the things that I may want to do. So I think I'm going to go and get a vaccine. I said all that just to say. You're going to conform. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what in your research, share with us what you found. Um, well, really... Well, really, the main thing that I wanted to know or that I was curious about was how the vaccine is actually working. Okay. Um, And what they, like, what part of the vaccine are they actually, like, are they putting the entire virus in in us? Do we know if it's a dead virus? Is it, like, partially alive? Like, what What is is going in the vaccine? So, I really, I can't. I'm going to give y'all the roughest version of this. Okay. I'm not a scientist at all. I just want to put that disclaimer out there. Okay. I fail chemistry. twice um so but the pfizer vaccine i believe is the r is both of them are rna vaccines the pfizer vaccine is an rna and so it takes the rna from the actual virus not the virus itself and it puts that into your body so that your immune system is then able to realize is able to look at this virus and say okay, now I know what this looks like. Now I know how to protect against it in case it ever does come in contact. I believe it also does have like the the infamous cone-shaped proteins that are on the coronavirus vaccine. Okay. It also does have portions of that in it, I okay. believe. Okay. Uh, for the same reasons to help to build an immunity. And then the Moderna vaccine, again, I believe, I'm not, I really don't want to misinform people, but. I believe the, the Moderna <laughs> vaccine is... Because you're going off the dome here. I am. Okay. But it goes... it Because I just listened to it. Before I walked in here to listen to this podcast, <laughs> I just listened to it. Um, but the Moderna vaccine, I believe it carries a virus component with it. So it's okay. not just the raw RNA that's going into your body, I believe. Right. Okay. It's the RNA plus portions, dead portions of the virus, I believe. Okay. That are going into your body. I don't know. That one just didn't sound as safe. But I don't, you know, I'm still got some <laughs> research to do. I'm just giving y'all a very rough. <laughs> really rough. Really rough overview. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think. But from what I've heard and what I've listened to in the small research that I have done, I do think that the vi- that the va- that the vaccine is safe for the most part. I mean, you can never really know for sure. There's never a hundred percent chance. I Absolutely. mean, you know, I could walk out the door and get hit by a bus. Who knows? 
So. And so you mentioned that you had some things that you wanted to do that would require you to get the virus. What is that? Um, well, I'm just, I'm thinking about making a career shift. And so I feel like I haven't confirmed this, but I feel okay. like the places where I'm wanting to shift to are going to require a vaccine in order to either work at those places or, okay. you know, take classes at certain places and do things like that. Okay. Cause you're going to be working directly with the public. Exactly. And gotcha. so for that reason, I feel like a, I should be vaccinated because I don't know what those people have. Right. And B, I don't know if I'm a, I've never even been tested for COVID. I've never had symptoms. I've never, none of that, nothing. So yeah. I have been incredibly blessed, but I don't know if I'm a carrier. I don't know if I have antibodies. I don't know any of that. And I don't want to risk spreading that to other people okay. because I will be dealing with people from day to day. Okay. Definitely understand. Well, that is an amazing context okay. <laughs> when it comes to because you really do want to do your research yeah right and don't allow tiktok because you're right. using tiktok twice okay? i know don't that okay TikTok some stuff on tiktok is legit right you, you know what some you're stuff absolutely is. you absolutely right but TikTok you have to but like advice. you said you have to do your with do anything your on research. the internet on yeah. instagram facebook whatever do your own research so you know what the facts are and what fiction is absolutely and so i have not had COVID 19 right um, I have been tested twice mm -hmm. when a couple of coworkers tested positive. Mm -hmm. I still tested negative. Good. And I have no antibodies, which means I'd never caught it. Right. Okay. Um, so for me, the vaccine, it's a little <sighs> perplexing. Mm -hmm. um, to what you stated that... Um, they finally took a vaccine and got one in a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that we do know is Obama mentioned this eight years ago, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, that a virus would come up like this. So I do believe that they were working on it. Mm -hmm. It just got propelled to the front due to the pandemic. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So they're aware of yeah. various of various you know viruses that are out there. Yeah, because there are multiple different um, formations and mutations of Absolutely. the SARS vaccine. Absolutely. I mean, of the SARS um, virus, virus. Mm -hmm. and I believe that the one that we're in now is the SARS CoV two, mm -hmm. and. Previously, like when bird flu and all that was happening, that was also SARS. Yeah. And so when all that happened, that's when they started working on the vaccines for all coronaviruses. Absolutely. there are so many different because strains. Because there's so many different strains. And coronavirus <laughs> is really not new. Right. It's new to us because we're not in the medical world. We're mm -hmm. not in, the, you know, the biotech world. Right. So we don't, we didn't know about it. So... I believe that they may have been working on something for many, 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 many years. Mm -hmm. It just got pushed to the forefront yeah. due to the pandemic, the pandemic and so it's spreading people. so quickly, yeah. so quick, you know, to everyone. And it was airborne. I mean, that was scary enough, right. okay, that it was airborne. Um, here's my take. I probably will not get the vaccination. Mm -hmm. Um until I'm forced to. Yeah. And it just depends on what is going to force me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. uh, I heard that cruise ships are not letting anyone on those cruise ships when they go back yeah. out to sea unless you're vaccinated. You have to have a vaccination card mm -hmm. in order to get on a cruise ship. I get that. Okay, that's fine. I don't want to go on a cruise no way. That Hello. <laughs> right? So it just depends on what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, I do believe that they are still working on it because over 54% of the country is vaccinated. vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do believe if enough people get vaccinated, then it won't be a bigger requirement because mm -hmm. there's so many people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you'll have vaccinated. herd immunity. Absolutely. So if you have like 90, 95% of the country is vaccinated, people are going to be like, okay, we're not pushing it because mo most, most of y'all cooperated. So I'm going to be in that 5% that just didn't. <laughs> that just never got around it to never it. got, you know. And again, and it's about being conscious. That's, yeah. what, that's what this pandemic helped me with. Be conscious of what you're touching, mm -hmm. your face, washing your hands, 
taking a shower, all of that stuff, dig it in your nose, put your hand in your mouth. Like you really need to be conscious of what you're doing and stay away from those large crowds. Yeah. Like I went to, you know, have a drink with one of my friends and it got crowded in there. I threw my mask on. Yeah. Um, myself and another young lady sitting there with us, she threw her mask on, but yet everybody else walking around her mask. Yep. We're not doing this. Yep. No, we're not. No. And that's what I mean. You got to be mindful. Yeah. If you're not mindful, I think a lot of times that's how you catch it. And again, even if you're mindful, you know, because I've known people who were very mindful and they still caught it, mm-hmm. you know. So it just depends on your environment that you're in. Yeah. However, I'm going to get down to the 12th hour. Not the 12th hour. Before I get vaccinated. Okay. The 12th hour for me. Got it. I will be one of the last. When they look at the, you know, millions and billions of people. My name like at the at the very, at the last, very bottom. At the very bottom of the list. When it comes to vaccinations. But again, what we don't want to do guys is. We need to admit when we're having conversations with our kids. Especially about COVID. Mm-hmm. We need to admit that we don't know something. Yeah, or that we don't have all the information. And we don't have all the answers, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, And I get that you may have children that are of age, uh, maybe 16, 17, 18. I really do believe at some point you got to start letting certain decisions, let them make certain decisions. Yeah. Like, you you know, Mike's 18, you're 25. I, I don't. You make that decision whether or not you're going to get vaccinated. Yeah. Right? Because if I'm your mother and you're underage, me personally, no, my kids are not getting vaccinated. No. Because I'm the mother. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not getting, why would I put that in my children's body? You right. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so that's one of the things that um, we need to, as parents, when we have conversations, even about the vaccine. Yeah. You can admit when you don't know something. Yeah. When you're not educated about something, mm-hmm. get with your kid and research something. Right. Okay? Teach them how to verify information and look it up. Absolutely. Which is another point, which is to get them to consider complexities in difficult situations and subjects. So when we talk about getting them to consider the complexities and difficult subjects, that means we need to be talking about some people not feeling well because of the the vaccine. Yeah. We need to be talking about possible things that can happen. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we really don't know what's going to happen until it happens. Yeah. I've had people around around me who got the vaccine and they're absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. And then I have people around me who got the vaccine and they're not. And they feel like crap. And they feel like crap. But, and then I have, I went to the dentist this week. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got a little short story. And the dental hygienist was telling me that she had COVID. Yeah. And of course, if you had COVID, they're not really pushing you to get vaccinated. Right. Because you have the antibodies. Right. Um, and you're good for like six months to a year mm-hmm. if you've had COVID. So you don't need the vaccination. Um, so she was telling me how her, one of her girlfriends forced her 17 year old son to get the shot. Mm-hmm. And then after the first shot, he got sick. Yeah. Um, and then it just got it just got worse. Yeah. He got sicker and sicker. And he just thought he had a cold. Yeah. Um, he even got tested for COVID. It was negative. Mm-hmm. Um They do and, say those rapid tests aren't reliable. Oh, well, that's what I had, a rapid test. You get it back in a couple of hours. Yeah, they say. Well, yeah. Well, mine's was not only the rapid test, but the antigen. Mm-hmm. So it also tests for antibodies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so he got tested, mm-hmm. and he didn't have it. Okay. And he went and got the second shot, and now he has cardiomyopathy. Jesus Christ. And they're not trying to say it's related to the shot, but that's the only not. thing that's changed. that he took, period. Yeah. She talked about another person in her life who had the shot, and it's been six weeks, and he can't move the arm the shot was in. Ooh. 
she talked about people in the dental office, okay, mm-hmm. who got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And one of the young ladies in the office now has high blood pressure. Never suffered from high blood pressure before. But now she got But it. her blood pressure has been running extremely high since she got the shot. Interesting. She told me about another young lady. Maybe that's the trick. Maybe it just makes you more susceptible to like common things so that the the pharmaceutical industry can milk more money out of us. I'm not putting nothing past nobody. Yep. Okay, I'm can't. just saying. I'm just, you know, I'm not putting you nothing can't. past nobody. At this now, point, here's what I'm can't. not saying, guys. Listen up. Listen to me very, very carefully because I'm not telling you not to get vaccinated. What we're telling you is get educated. Yeah. Right? Um, because there are some articles, and I should have wrote some of those down, that are talking about the side effects of the vaccine mm-hmm. and that some people are getting sick. Yeah. Okay? Now, they may have underlying issues. I mean, they may have other things going on. Like we don't always know the full story, Right. but just be mindful. Me personally, I'm not led to get vaccinated at this moment. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm never, ever going to do it. I'm just not led to. Yeah. Maybe this time next year. We'll see. When we got some perfection going on. I don't know. Right. But you make that decision for yourself. Here's what we're saying. Have the conversation with your kids. Yeah. Right? Just don't force them into something. That they don't understand. Because this lady forced her 17-year-old son. Yeah. To get vaccinated. And now he's literally hospitalized. Yeah. Right? And, and they she probably like didn't have a conversation about it. They're trying to find it. out what caused his heart to swell. A whole swollen heart? A swollen heart. It's just, let me tell you, but all of them, all the medicines that they advertise on TV and stuff always had a long list of side effects. And Absolutely. It's like, I'd rather just be, I'd rather just have my migraine. <laughs> like, you can keep all that. Right. <laughs> you know, because the side effects are worse than the actual things that you're suffering from. Yeah. So, again, I don't know the full story. This is definitely hearsay, guys. But I'm saying that to say this. Do your own research, but also have the conversation with your kids. And again, if your kids are underage, you got to make that decision for them. Mm-hmm. Be prepared for the consequences. Right. Because one of the things that, you know, my dental hygienist was telling me was that the mother feels horrible. Yeah. That she forced him because he didn't want it. Yeah. He says, I don't want it. I don't, I don't think I need it. I don't. No. But because he's 17, mm. she can force him. Yeah. Had he been 18, he would have been like, no, no you can't make me. Can't make me do nothing. And now she's regretting, like, she's a wreck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and that was the only thing. Like, he never had a heart condition at all. Mm. Period. This guy played sports, several sports. And if he had a heart condition, it would have came up by now. Mm-hmm. But because of COVID, he hasn't really been, you know, playing and, you know, whatever. Is, uh, is he? He is. Got it. Caucasian persuasion. So, guys, she whispered it to me like it was a secret. <laughs> is he I didn't whisper it. Like, it was a bad word. (laughs) It's okay to say he's white. Look, this is our podcast. We get to say and do what we want on our podcast. Okay? Got it. Okay, but, okay, so, you know what? I'm not even going to go into that. That's a whole other tangent. That's a whole other tangent. Okay. (laughs) So, again, guys, admit when you don't know something, too. And, again, consider the complexities of even the conversation that you're having with your kids. Like, I'm quite sure she would listen to him Yeah. at this point, you know? So, and and value their opinion, mm-hmm. you know? Let them know that their opinion she matters. She should have gotten to the point of why you don't think you have the value. Because I really think you should get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a point where I want to force you. So you got to convince me. Right, why you should. Right, because he probably had a valid reason. Right. Trust your kid, right? You raised him. So you should be able to trust him. You should be able to trust him. I'm just saying. I'm just talking. I'm just, you know. What do we know? Again, again, what do we know? What do we know? What do we know? So another thing I want to share with you guys is your kids, even though you place certain values, beliefs into your children does not mean they take them on. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, parents, they will challenge them because you gave it to them. And not because they hate you. Is no. because that's a source of information that was told by my mom or my dad. So I'm going to try it. We, I got to test it to make sure it's right. Come on now. Mm-hmm. You okay. know how you tell I got to test it to make sure she knows what she's talking about. Don't touch that. <laughs> touch. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stay away from there. Gone over there. Gone over there. Right. So again, don't think that your beliefs or your values will always be taken into consideration when it comes to even social issues. Mm -hmm. Because you and Mike are totally opposite on a lot of subjects with me. Mm -hmm. And I respect you guys' opinion. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, I have to give you your own experiences because I didn't go to school with you. Right. I didn't go to work with you. Yeah. I didn't have those kind con- there was conversations you had with other people that I was not involved in. Okay. That shaped your world and your experience. So I have to honor that. Yeah. And that's what I want you to do. Parents. I want you guys to honor it. And so lastly, when it's talking about social issues, this is the last one I'm going to talk about. Ask them what would they do in a difficult situation. So if you're talking about being a spectator, right, Mm -hmm. when George Floyd was being murdered, Mm -hmm. you're having that conversation when you see a police brutalizing someone, when you see bullying, right, even for that matter. Ask them what would they do. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like that's a teachable moment, but more so, that lets you know where their heart is. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Yeah. Right? And don't consider my feelings as your parent, okay? But what would you do? Right. What would be your course of action? Absolutely. And why? Right. Yeah. So, again, these are not like deep, 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 deep tips. But it got me to thinking with everything going on in this world, I thought back to when my children were small and what were major events that were hitting the news that they couldn't get away from and how I had those conversations. And come to find out one son wasn't even born. My son wasn't even born. Uh And my daughter was seven at the time of 9-11. Yeah. And you you knew something was happening. (laughs) Yeah, I was saying my son was not even born. And you were seven, and you like, something happening, but I don't know. Okay, whatever. I don't even know what to ask. Moving on. Yeah. I knew it. Can we look at Little Mermaid? Yeah, it didn't (laughs) affect my life. So I was like, can we go to Disney Channel, please? Right, absolutely. (laughs) Kim Possible's on. Right. Like, I don't see nothing changed, and I'm still eating. The light's still on. Nobody's coming to get me. I still feel safe. I just know something's happening. All right, do we have popcorn? We do? Okay, great. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead <laughs> let's and do this. Yeah. Have a seat. <laughs> but I think the social injustices, what's happening in the world, even with coronavirus, I think all of that is affecting children as Absolutely. well. So that conversation, guys, need to be had. Make sure you're having that conversation. Mm-hmm. See what they know. Mm-hmm. See what they don't know. Mm-hmm. See what they've been told. Because let me tell you something, and I used to tell you this when you were little too. If I ain't talking to you about it, somebody talking to you about it. And I'd rather it be me. Okay? Okay. All righty. So on that note, we have one more story. And I wanted this to be a little silly story. And this story is silly. Okay? Oh, gosh. This story is absolutely, positively silly. We're going to shift gears a little bit, guys, because... Uh, what you may not know is this is the 25th episode Yay. of season one, and we have made it through season one. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! And so we kind of wanted to talk about the issues that were going on in the world, and we also wanted to end on a light note because we're going to come back with brand new episodes in two months. Yep. And we're going to come back with different segments. We have a lot of great ideas for next season. And so we cannot wait to implement that. So I have a silly story or weird story or funny story. You be the judge. Okay. Okay. So a Georgia man receives his final paycheck of $915 in oiled covered pennies. What? With a note from his boss that says F U. Not 
Not, wait, a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> wait a minute. A Georgia man receives his final paycheck of $915 in oil-covered pennies with a note from his boss that said, F you. So do we know why the pennies were covered in oil? So a man from Fayetteville, Georgia, got his final overdue paycheck from a local auto body shop in the form of a pile of pennies. Of course, earlier this month, his girlfriend actually posted it online that he received like 90,000 one cent coins all soaked in greasy oil and dumped on his driveway. Now, of course, you know, the first things first, her boyfriend quit this auto body shop. Of course. And he put in his resignation. He put in a two weeks notice. He worked his two weeks. And then, of course, he quit, Mm -hmm. right? It was taking him a while to get his paycheck, but finally with him going back and forth with the the owner of the place and the manager of the place, he finally got paid. In pennies. In pennies. Covered in oil. Why, though? Like, did you cover them in oil on purpose just to make they it, like, them hella in inconvenient? Purpose. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. So, Fox 5 interviewed the girlfriend who said he had contacted the Georgia Department of Labor for assistance on getting his paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, he called his former boss and uh, they began to do childish things. Uh. They began to be real petty mm. to try to get this final paycheck. Um, he said, if I've done, if I've not done my math, quote, if I've not done my math correctly, 91,515 pennies should come out to about at two and a half grams each, about 540 pounds. Mm. He, who, you know, Flatten, I'm sorry, Flatten is not the girlfriend, my bad. This is the actual guy. My bad, I'm reading it wrong. I'm sorry, guys. Got it. Um, who currently keeps the pennies in a wheelbarrow with the wheels that have deflated due to the weight of the zinc and copper. Added that he now spends his evenings sitting in the garage cleaning the coins. That is... Why? For what reason? Okay, so audience, just so you know, Ronik set up. Like, this is crazy. I told you I had a weird story. I had a weird story. Because for what reason? Why are you doing that? Like... What did he do? Like, at least tell me what he did. Like, was he a shitty worker? Like, he did he not do his job? So, was he lazy? Was he late? Like, you got to give me a reason. You got to give me more I than a think, fuck you. I think contacting the, the Department of Labor probably is what broke the camel's back for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know because it's not really saying in this article. I'm going to give the article credit here in a moment, which is from the Huff Post. But Flatten says... I think that's going to be a lot of work for money I've already worked for. Yeah. And now he's going to have to work for it again. Work for it again. Yes. So let me tell you, he got I am going to set this auto shop out hand? because they were already on the news. So I'm going to go ahead and set them out. Okay, but wait. I don't know anything about oil. So, like, well, does he have to... Well, water oil I know. So, like, there has to be an easier way. Like, you have, there has to be some solution. There's some scientist, some internet guy out there. Let me know. Like, is there an easy way to get oil off of pennies? Do I just, like, have to spray it with a fire extinguisher or something? Because I, mean, I we could Google who's that. going through all that? He's going through it. He needs his paycheck. We are in a pandemic. <laughs> That's we are ridiculous. In a, we are in a financial crisis. So, OK Walker Auto Works. Um, is is the company in in Georgia, Georgia. Fayetteville, Georgia. And OK Walker Auto Works is the company that he worked for. And the owner of the shop did speak with local media outlets. And they told Fox 5 that he had paid flattening U.S. currency and did not wish to speak further on the matter. Mm. (laughs) He said, you want your check? You got it. Um, He also says, I don't know if I did that or not. Walker says in a brief interview with another station of CBS 46 News when questioned about the pennies, 
I don't really remember. It doesn't matter. He got paid. That's all that matters. He's a effing weenie for even bringing it up. Not a weenie. Yeah. What are you seven? <laughs> An effing weenie at that. Not you call him a weenie. Yes. So other former employees of the OK Walker Auto Works interviewed by CBS 46 confirmed that the repair shop had a toxic work environment. <laughs> I bet. With Walker disparaging female employees mm. and ripping up pay stubs in front of workers. The businessman has been slammed with a swath of negative reviews on Yelp and Google in recent days due to the penny story. Mm. Just shut it down, bro. Baby, he is penny petty, baby. That's just so, a that's whole That's petty penny, exactly. That gives a whole new meaning to petty. For what, though? Like, for what? And, like, you, but, no, and but. And he dumped it in his garage. Here's the thing. On his driveway. He dumped these pennies in his driveway. Exactly. So he had, so to, he had to gather it. He had to make sure the count was right. He had to put it in a vehicle, transport barrel, it. Wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. And the, the wheelbarrow tires went flat because of the weight. Like you had to, you needed at least one other friend to help with this. You recruiting other people. Like what's get a life. Like What are so, you doing? Here's what we're not going to do. We are not Georgians. We are not taking our cars to okay walker auto works no he needs to go out of business let's get him out of business because why are you doing business. that That's because his response no do you hear his responses right anybody who calls somebody a weenie in an <laughs> interview just you don't you are why are you creep. being interviewed you don't deserve to be interviewed you're a creep <laughs> exactly you're a creep <laughs> and then he's gonna say I don't know if I did that or not. I don't really remember. It doesn't matter. He got paid. That's all that matters. Wow. Where is the dignity? There's none. Because you know you wrong. Yeah. Because if you had a legit reason to do that, you would be telling everybody, no, he did this, he did this, he did this, he did this. If you had a legit reason. Absolutely. So you must not have a reason. Well, you know, again. A legitimate reason. Pettiness is pain. For me, if you can be this petty, you are in a lot of pain. Again, former workers stated that this was a toxic work environment. And in order for this to be a toxic work environment, that means that he was a toxic man. Yeah. Okay? And he was suffering from so many other, and probably anxiety, depression, all of that good stuff. Yeah. Okay? And in order for me to be okay, I got to make you feel like crap. And that's probably what he did. So, Mr. He made them feel like crap. Mr. OK Walker, Weenie Man, you should get some therapy. That's my recommendation for that. Get some God. You need some deep, deep therapy. You're godless. That too. You're godless. Who does that? And then called him a weenie for bringing it up. Just for bringing it up. I can't. I can't. I can't. The level of pity. This This is what makes America ghetto. Exactly. This is ghetto. Why is this man still in business? I need Walker, okay, Walker Auto Works to go out of business at this point. You got to, you got to shut it down. Because why are you still? Don't take your Carter. No. And they've gotten a lot of a lot of bad reviews since the Penny story. Yeah. So I, I should have went further to find out if he was still open or not. Um, and I'm quite sure we can probably find that out. But yeah. Don't take your car there. Who does somebody like that? That is absolutely horrible. Your life is utterly miserable if that's something that you're doing. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. She is looking up whether or not A-OK Walker Auto Parts works or still in business. Mm -hmm. They probably are. Yeah, they're still in business. For the time being. They got a 4.2 on Google. Okay. They Um. probably are. Yeah. Somebody, but let me tell you something. If you're here in this podcast <laughs> and you in Georgia, don't do it. It looked like they got some cheap prices. That's what they're saying in the in the reviews. Worst cheap customer. Prices. Whoa, this guy. He uh he was very upset. He said, "Worst customer experience I've ever had was recommended to take my vehicle here, so I called and scheduled an appointment a week in advance. When I arrived for my appointment, I noticed a sign on the door saying they were closed. I called the business and spoke with someone named Miles." unknowingly at the time that that was the owner 
Miles immediately said that I went to the wrong location and I should have known the correct address. I was shocked by this comment, especially since I went by the address listed on his business card. But I still drove to the new location 10 minutes down the road since I already had taken off work for this appointment. When I asked, when I walked in, Miles said, you're late and that I would have to wait an extra hour now before they could do the alignment. I explained the situation and he said that he didn't care and for me to take a look around at all the cars and it doesn't look like he needs my money. He told me I could leave because he no longer wants to do my alignment. I'm still in shock at his behavior, especially since me and my customer, me as a customer did nothing to deserve this treatment. And I only, let me tell you y'all, I only had to scroll. Like, that's like the third review on Google. So... I'm sure you can find some fun things Somebody to read in there. Somebody's going to catch Miles walking in the street. Miles, look. Whew. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. So that's our weird story <laughs> um, for ending out season one, episode 25. Um, I'm going to add for my parents. It will be a great conversation starter. For you and your kids or you and your teens to actually look up weird stories yeah. and share them. Yeah. Okay? And, again, we want to thank you guys for hanging in there for season one. It's we been appreciate real fun. We it has this. been absolutely amazing. It has definitely brought me closer to my daughter because we do have these moments on air. Like, you guys are experiencing this in real time. Yeah. All right. We may edit out you know, dead air parts or parts where we have to go silent or we may have to stop the podcast for some reason. But ultimately, guys, you guys are getting the raw and the real. And that's what we want to bring it to you, especially as black women, black mothers and daughters. You got to know there is a better way to be a better mother, to be a better daughter, just to be a better woman. And I hope that you've had fun with us season one on this journey. We've had fun bringing it to you. Yes, we We're going to have even more fun. On season two. On season two, which is coming back in two months. And we'll make that announcement. Make sure that you're following us on social media because we're really going to promote our existing episodes on IG at A Daughter's Dilemma. You can email us, Dilemma at gmail.com. And we're just going to keep pushing on, pushing on. We hope that we can hear from you. We hope that you follow us, DM us, email us. Mm-hmm. We would literally love to hear from you. Yes. Okay, because I'm checking the email and there ain't nothing there. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and you know what? That's okay. Because I know for a fact some people are listening. Yes. And even on our podcast platform, it is letting us know we got listeners. People are listening. Yes. We just need y'all to interact with us. Interact. interact it is okay. We would love, 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 love to hear from you guys. So, also make sure that you rate and review the podcast on all your podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Um, and I am Rodnique, the daughter. I am Nefra, the mother. And remember that every woman is someone's daughter. And every daughter is an excellent mother. Until next time. Bye. bye.